you are not a failure. I tell myself this sometimes, and I hope that if you need to hear it, you can listen yet again and be reminded that you are not a failure. If we're thinking about the realities of life, yeah man, we fail at stuff sometimes. I've tried many things, tried new businesses, new outfits, new hairstyles, and I have failed. But that doesn't make me a failure. And no matter how many things you have tried and succeeded at, no matter how many things you have tried and not so succeeded at, it doesn't make you a failure either. You are living, you are breathing. And no matter how far you have taken steps toward your dreams and goals today, you have taken steps. So honor that, be grateful for that, be proud of yourself and know that you are not a failure. Good morning, good night, and good welcome to the Jamie Grace Podcast. Hi, I'm Jamie Grace, and I'm so glad you're here. This show is all about bridging the gap between pop culture and mental health. We also talk about faith, and today we're going to be talking about five ways your first date could be awkward, because if there's anything that I want to help you guys with, if you're feeling stressed out or awkward about a date that's coming up, or a date that you hope would show up all of a sudden, um, I just want to make you feel more awkward. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm totally joking. I do want to give a disclaimer that you, if you are feeling just like super single and a bit overwhelmed and you're not really in the mood to, you know, maybe hear a little bit of tough love or some maybe jokes about the dating world, then this is not the episode for you. I, I don't, I don't, I don't like people to be stressed out and especially not on my account. Right. So, um, I am one of those married ladies that's about to talk about being single. And if that is something that you're not into right now, (laughs) but you're like, but no, I want to listen to some Jamie Grace. Um, I just put a new YouTube video out. So type in Jamie Grace, lo-fi chill vibes, brah. Um, wow. I would leave right now. Like after, like after what, like the, what I just did, I'd be like, if I were you, I'd be like, mm, no, this is not the show for me. Five ways your first date could be awkward, whether it is a date, right? Whether it's a date that you have that you're thinking about that's coming up and it's your first date with someone, or maybe you've never dated before. You've never been on a date and you're kind of interested in trying to figure out what does that look like? How does that work? This episode is certainly for you and I hope that it's helpful. So two things before we get started. One, if you love watching Netflix or Hulu or whatever it is that you vibe with, I'm going to be doing yet another one of my what I've been watching episodes next week. I'm super excited about it. It's where I basically jump into all the cool stuff that came out this fall, all the stuff that I've been watching. And I will be on my Instagram doing the long awaited watching of Twilight. I've never seen it before. And I like to try to do these around the time that my what I've been watching episodes air. So go ahead and subscribe to this podcast. If you're like, oh, I need something to binge watch. I need a movie to watch. I need a TV show to check out that I don't know if it's good or not. I got you covered. I will give you all the new stuff this fall in next week's episode of the Jamie Grace podcast. And last but not least, before we jump into today's show, I want to give a huge thank you and a huge shout out to my Patreon supporters. Very specifically today, we've got Shamir all the way in Bermuda. That's really cool. And Jill H, who is a Vinyl Tears supporter. They're actually both Vinyl Tears supporters. So thank you guys so much. You guys, um, the Jamie Grace podcast would not be possible without the love and support from the people over at Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Jamie Grace. For three bucks a month or $7 a month, you can help my podcast stay alive, my music stay alive. 
live. And I give you a shout out here and a couple of other things. So I just wanted to say a quick thank you to those two lovely ladies and all of my other patrons over at Patreon. You guys are fantastic. And now let's jump into today's show. So we're going to start at one. These are in no particular order, but we're going to just count up. And number one, this is how your first date could be awkward, is if you're going out of obligation. Now, it stinks to say this, but I actually think this is a really common thing. And I think it's especially common in Christian culture, um, maybe Southern culture, because your family might be friends with another family. And they're like, well, just, you know, go out with them and talk to them and, and that kind of thing. Or it might be like that one guy from church that you're not really into, but you're kind of like, oh, I don't want to be rude about it because church, Jesus, you know what I mean? So you just kind of like go on the date or you feel like your parents kind of pushed you into the date, even if you're an adult, like this happens. I have friends that this has happened to and they're like 28 and they're like, yeah, like they're a family friend. It just felt weird to not go on the date. And I do think that that is one of the ways that a first date could be awkward is if you just don't want to be there. Now, I will say you don't have to like be head over heels in love with someone to go on a date with them. <laughs> like that's, that's just like, that's unrealistic. Um, and just statistically like not that likely. Um, so I, I'm not saying like, oh, if you're not, if you don't have feelings for someone, then you should not go on a date because the purpose of a date is just to get to know someone better, right? So it could be a family friend or a guy that, you know, is in town after you guys haven't seen each other in years and you don't really feel into the date, but you feel obligated. You can still go without making it awkward. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to go on the date and be like, yeah, I got to be here. They're not trying to kiss me. You don't have to make it like that, but you can go on a date and be like, look, I'm going to give this person a chance. I do want to get to know them better. Um, maybe there is something exciting about them or a good time that we could have um, that will exceed my expectations that I already have. And that doesn't mean that you have to go on multiple dates with that person. But I guess what I'm trying to say is let's get out of the extremism mentality, you know, when it comes to dating of like, oh, I have to go on a person with this date. I don't even like them. It's going to be horrible. Like, if that sounds if that if that's the vibe, then don't go. But if it's a situation where, uh, you know, you guys, like I said, you guys are connected in some way, the purpose of dating is to get to know someone better. So if there is the possibility that you could want to get to know this person better in any capacity, then okay, yeah. Maybe it's a good idea, but again, this is this is this is not about trying to get a date. This episode is trying not to have <laughs> horrible experiences when it comes to dates. So, um, so again, the way that you could make a date awkward is if you're just purely going out of obligation, because that's just a no. All right, so number two, um, I have been in this situation before. If only one person knows it's a date. <laughs> Thankfully, um, I don't have to go through this anymore. Man, can I just say, like, to anybody that's out there that is dating, that's, like, going through all this stuff, like, girl, bruh, I'm proud of you. <laughs> it's it's rough out there. I don't know how, I don't know how y'all do it. I'm not about to be that person that's like, it was, it's so easy to date. I have to, yeah, no, it's... <laughs> 
<laughs> Ooh, it's stressful out there, and it can it can definitely be awkward if only one person knows it's a date. Now, I get it. There are just times in life where these kinds of dates happen, where what you're like, oh, I'm not really sure how interested they are, or I'm not really sure if we're hanging out as friends, yada yada. But as much as you can, like you should try to avoid these situations. Um, we should be able, as adults, we should be able to get to a point where you know we can say to one another, "Hey, I think you're super cool, and I'd like to take you out." Um, and a lot of people might say, "Like, oh, like that's totally wild. Like guys would never say that." I mean, yeah, boys might not, but men will. And I understand that there are a lot of times, you know, there's stress and and insecurity and and all of these things that m both men and women experience. So this is not in any way to say, oh you know, this, th that's, that does not in any way define a man or his manhood, but intentions do need to be made clear. Um, and it's a beautiful thing when that can happen, but that goes for ladies too. I think a lot of times women like to put, or women can put all that pressure on a guy. And so it's like, well, he didn't make his intentions clear, but he, and you know, yada, yada. But a lot of times, like, I mean, a lot of times girls will comment things on an Instagram photo that they don't really mean. They just felt like they should say it or they'll follow someone they don't really want to follow because they just felt like it made sense or they'll go on a date just because it's you know whatever it's just going on a date you know or swipe on a guy swipe yes right left I don't know which way yes is but <laughs> you know swipe yes on a date with a guy or a guy just because he's kind of attractive but you don't really care about anything else and so this is not just a guy thing or just a girl thing um it's it's up to both people to kind of decide what in the world are we doing here and like I said of course there are going to be times where it just happens you you're hanging out with a friend and you're kind of thinking in your head like whoa is this a date you know that doesn't make you <laughs> a bad person um and I'll use this very biblical word I'm not saying that you're sinning you know you haven't gone too far if you guys are at Starbucks and you're not sure if he's your husband or not like <laughs> like come on guys that's not what I'm saying but if you can if you are afforded the opportunity of a conversation before a date which is very likely that you guys had a conversation there's nothing wrong with saying like is this a date or is it going to be a date and you can make it chill too like you don't have to write a letter and say is it thou forest a date like it doesn't have to be that it could be like hey it's just going to be you and I that sounds like a date <laughs> you know and if they're like no it's not a date I don't like you then all you have to do is be like oh good I don't like you either <laughs> like <laughs> I'm not saying you have to put your feelings out there, <laughs> put your intentions out there, um, or, you know, try to get a feel for their intentions, because the last thing you want to do is be going out thinking it's an old-fashioned date, and he's going to be paying, and you know you don't have that kind of money in your Bank of America app to be going out on a date, and now all of a sudden you're sitting there trying to apply for a credit card in the bathroom just to take care of your tilapia. Bruh, no, I'm trying to save y'all some money and some good credit. So I already alluded to this a little bit, but number three, this is the third way that your first date could be awkward, is if you're repeatedly thinking about marriage. Now, I'm not about to, again, I'm not about to call you a bad person or, or anything. If you find yourself on a date, especially a first date, and somebody says something, 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 and you're sitting there all of a sudden thinking, oh my goodness, uh, they go be my spouse, like... <laughs> 
if any married woman tries to tell you that she never thought that on a first, second, or third date, then congratulations. I'm so proud of you. You're better than everybody else. But that's not true. You're not better than everybody else. It's a very human thing for our minds to go to fun places or stressful places, all kinds of places when things happen in the world, right? And so if you're on a date with someone, and like I said, very specifically talking about a first or an early date, um, it, it it's likely for that to happen happen in your brain, right? But what I'm talking about is repeatedly thinking about marriage, is making it a practice, a mental cycle, if you will, of thinking about marriage. And in a lot of times the way that happens without us necessarily realizing it or practically going there is just obsessing about the future instead of being in the moment with that person. So, you know, sitting across the table for someone with someone and, you know, I'm just going to I'm going to use this as an example because I think that this is a very common situation, especially with young Christians. And so I'm going to use this as an example. Imagine the guy and the girl, they're 22 years old and they're on a first date. And then he says something about, you know, and let's just also say just for absolute hypothetical, you know, whatever, that they both took an Uber to the to the restaurant, right? Like a separate Uber. So they both took two separate Ubers. And then all of a sudden he says that he thinks he might want to get a glass of wine. And he offers like to her like, hey, just so you know, I'm paying. Do you want to get any wine? If that girl, and again, these are both in this hypothetical situation, these are both Christian people. If that girl has like dead set for whatever reason, conviction, past, whatever it is, that she does not drink alcohol, that alcohol should never be in her house as a married woman, which is, that's her right, that's her boundary. Um, it It's possible that she could allow herself to be like, he's not the one, he's not my husband, you know, and even start to doubt his spiritual walk and even start to doubt who, how he knows Jesus or how he doesn't know Jesus, things that are not her business, right? Um, and so let's go on the other side. Then if she says, you know what, I'm actually very against alcohol. Um, it makes me very uncomfortable. Then he could start to all of a sudden think, well, she's not my wife because, you know, I want to spend my honeymoon at this vineyard. And, you know, like, and again, this is stuff he's thinking, not saying out loud, but he's like, you know, yeah, like, wine is a, a big deal. Like wine is great for your health. I, my granddad's from England. I grew up drinking this, like whatever it is, you know, there, it's so easy for either of those people in both of those different scenarios to start going into a, well, they're not my husband or they are my husband for whatever reason. And that can oftentimes cause us to miss out on people that would make really great spouses. Now, this is not an episode <laughs> on, you know, what things you should agree on or disagree with your spouse. This is not an episode about if your spouse can change or not. This is not an episode about theology and alcohol. <laughs> Most of those last three things, I would recommend you to get yourself up in a local church and have those kind of conversations in a small group because this podcast is not the space. But I do just want to to put that out there and just say like a lot of times things that don't necessarily have a lot of weight on a first date we allow them to have a lot of weight on a first date and no I'm not saying that if you have strong moral convictions about something that you should let them go just because you're a first date or because you're on a first date but I am saying that if someone says something or does something um, that 
all, and that causes you to all of a sudden think of them as in a completely different light and to ignore all of the great qualities um, that they do have, it can cause that first date to be super awkward. And before you know it, you've got 50 minutes left at the table and you're thinking like, well, they're a bad person. They're not even going to heaven anyway. What even is heaven? I can't believe Jonathan and Susie even set us up. Oh my gosh, I knew that church was creepy because their pastor and his shoes, like whatever, whatever it is. Um, you might not ever go on a second date with this person, but now you've all of a sudden begin to pass judgment before the first date was over. And that's not fun. Now, if they're being a creeper, baby, you get out of there. <laughs> you say bye. But that's not what I was just talking about. I just wanted to make sure. It's, you know. So I hate to do it. I hate to be any kind of negative about Anne Hathaway, about Princess Mia. But what needs to be done needs to be done. And here we are. So in Princess Diaries 1, she breaks rule number four. <laughs> or basically, like, she lives out this fourth way, which is you compare her to someone else's first date. One of the things in Princess Diaries that she was continually obsessed with, that Princess Maya, Mia was obsessed with, who is Princess Maya? Uh, that Princess Mia was obsessed with was her foot popping or whatever when she kissed the guy. It was kind of this situation of, like, sparks fly. And that's super common in almost every movie. It's like, oh, I want sparks to fly and all this stuff. You know, I want to feel all the feels and um, what's that? And it takes two, either Mary-Kate or Ashley. Uh, she does the, the, she's like doing the whole little speech about falling in love. It's like the head over heels, something, something. I don't, I just epically failed at that. But you guys know what I'm talking about or you don't. <laughs> Number four is you can make your first date awkward as if you're comparing it to someone else's first date. If you go into it having these expectations, especially from movies or from TV shows or from the first date that your mom and dad have always talked about, about how they fell in love in the 1500s and they were just wandering through the desert and they saw each other just standing there each individually with their shovels in hand as they dug holes for the people at the <laughs> that were in charge of the detention place where they were at in the Disney movie. You guys, it's so easy to compare dates, to compare love stories, to the stories that we've heard, to the beautiful stories that we've, you know, witnessed as like we've seen our friends and our siblings and our parents fall in love. It's so easy to compare, but um, that's going to leave us heartbroken. That's going to leave you stressed out. Even in marriage, I mean, that's something that I have to be super conscious of. You know, uh, we we have a lot of friends that are married, and then also just with my line of work, um, I'm connected with a lot of speakers and motivational speakers and authors that uh, talk about marriage and all these things. And so they'll post about date night, and that is a really big deal in marriage. Um, it is a beautiful thing. It's a very important thing, and you got to make sure you're going on date night. And so sometimes people will do these posts. That that are like, oh my gosh, like I took my hub out to date night and we only spent $1,200. Or they'll do a post that it's like, tonight all we had time for was pizza and ice cream, but it's okay. He knows I still love him. And I'm like, what do you mean all you had time for was pizza and ice cream? That is date night every week for us. Like, are you kidding me? Um, So it's really easy. <laughs> it's really easy to start comparing your, your dating experience, your date life, all, all your marriage. It's easy to compare it to other 
other people. And like I said, especially in movies and TV shows, we got to be super conscious and cautious of that. There's, of course, nothing wrong with being inspired or, you know, encouraged by other people. Um, what inspire by other people's stories and then people whose stories you really admire, of course, might encourage you. And then you might even, you know, you might live in a small town and there might not be a ton of places to go. Or maybe there are, whatever. But it could be one of those situations where, like, your dad is like, hey, son, like, take her to this place. Like, you know, I took your mom there on our fifth anniversary and she loved it or something like I'm not saying that that's wrong or weird in any way um unless you feel it's weird then don't go bruh but you see what I mean just just don't have the expectations of like well if it's a good date I'm gonna feel it in a certain place well if it's a bad date well I'm gonna feel it somewhere else well it's a good I know it's a good date if he orders lemonade and tea because that's what my daddy drinks but I'm not going to get a salad because girls aren't supposed to because all girls do that and I know it's I'm in love with him if I get a steak and that proves that I'm in love because typically girl you know what I mean like don't do that don't do the whole comparison game it's got to be this way got to be that way makes it a good or a bad day that's how I know he's forever like no unless it's things like like I said a good restaurant recommendation or like it's a, a bad date if he's a jerk to the waiter obvi but don't allow yourself to set the standard of what the date should be like based on what somebody else's date is like because you're setting yourself up for a situation where you're going to feel uncomfortable you're going to feel disappointed and I mean you're welcome because I just <laughs> saved you from those feelings you know I'm just a blessing oh my gosh I'm terrible ignore me I mean don't ignore me just ignore that I mean you could you can ignore me if you want you don't have to listen I'm so sorry I'm, I'm not sorry I'm not okay okay All right, guys, I saved the best for last. I know you're going to love this. This is the fifth way that your first date could be awkward. And that is if you're expecting it to lack awkwardness. You guys, <laughs> you can't really go on a date thinking that it's going to be perfect and thinking that it's going to lack any of the awkward qualities that you have a, as a human simply have by existing. Um, I, I know a lot of times people are like, oh, I'm awkward or, you know, that person seems different, whatever. We're all awkward. We're all like human beings that are just trying to do the thing. We're all trying to figure out like what's the best way to talk to people without it being weird. Or if you feel like you're amazing at talking to people and you don't ever make it weird, then you might be one of those people that is always trying to figure out like, oh my gosh, like how do I dress in a cool outfit that makes me feel confident every day? And if you're like, no, 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 I always dress in cool outfits that make me feel confident, then maybe you're the kind of person that's like, how do you go and walk to your mailbox without walking funny in case you're neighbors are filming you and putting you on TikTok. Maybe you don't think about that kind of stuff, but every single human thinks about some kind of social something or some type of personal something um, at least a few times a week, if not a few times a, a, day, a few times a day that relates to how can I be a good human? How can I do a good job at this? How can I wake up and give the world my best or give my job my best or give my family my best, be my best self for myself? We all have those thoughts as humans. And naturally, that means that we all mess up a couple of times uh, our day, week, year. <laughs> we all have moments. We all have silly moments, awkward moments, embarrassing moments. 
Those moments can lead to laughter. They can lead to frustration and many different other feelings and emotions. And so when you go into a first date, no matter how you found yourself on this first date, make sure you know (laughs) that there are elements of you that are awkward and that other people might find endearing. Other people might not really understand whatever it is. Um, but there, there are parts of you. It's who you are. And you're going to bring that to the table. And the person that you're going on a date with, they're going to bring that as well. Um, and you have to just be chill about that. <laughs> like, I mean, dates can be awkward. <laughs> like, it's okay. You know, this is this is definitely not talking about dating when I'm about, well, specifically like going out on a date and I'm about to say, and this has been a pretty, you know, relatively grown up episode, not too grown up, but what I'm about to say is, is going to be very much 18 and up. So just giving you a heads up if you've got young ears nearby. Um, but you know, I, if you don't know what this phrase means, I'm just kind of using it in an edited way just for the sake of today's episode. But um, my husband and I waited when it comes to when it, you know it comes to physical intimacy. And um, I went into marriage with with no physical experience of physical intimacy. And so um, a lot of people are always like, oh, well, you want to try it out before you buy it, whatever the phrases that people use. And I just didn't feel that way for a multitude of reasons. But what I'm getting at is that embracing the awkward made it all the more beautiful. Um, and if, if you think that you can go into a first anything and completely avoid the awkward and completely take that away, then you are highly mistaken. Um, we had moments at our wedding, like while we were in front of everybody that other people might call awkward, but he and I see them as these goofy moments that we have to cherish forever. Um, and, I'm saying this as a married woman, but of course, I if I sit here and think about it long enough, I can think about other dates that I went on <laughs> where there were awkward moments and clearly I didn't marry those guys or end up with them. And guess what? I'm okay. It's okay. It's over. It's long gone. Like it is what it is, you know? So I hope that that is encouraging. I hope that that doesn't feel discouraging. I hope that you're encouraged knowing that we're all awkward humans trying to figure out life. Yeah. And hopefully, hopefully, hopefully this episode will give you the tools to be able to enjoy a first date in all of its awkwardness, but hopefully, um, it'll just give you the tools to be able to have a nice time hanging out with someone, eating a meal, playing a sport, whatever it is that you guys go do. Um, And you guys can just get to know each other a little bit better without the pressure of the future, without the pressure of what everybody else expects it to be, without the lack of clarity if it is or isn't a date. (laughs) And with the full, like with the fullness of embracing the natural and beautiful awkward moments that are likely to be a part of it. And who knows, maybe those awkward moments are a part of a really beautiful story in the making. Hey, y'all, I wanted to take a quick moment to share with you some info about one of my favorite sponsors of the Jamie Grace podcast. Y'all, when quarantine first started, I was not very interested in this whole online counseling thing because it made me really anxious. And as someone that has anxiety, I had to figure something out because a lot of things make me anxious. Eventually, I gave it a try, and I have to say that it's been very beneficial for me. So I want you guys, if you need to, to check out Faithful Counseling, whether you have an anxiety 
anxiety diagnosis or you are dealing with the everyday frustrations of life, I can promise you that you will find it beneficial to talk to a counselor through Faithful Counseling. You can go to faithfulcounseling.com slash Jamie Grace to learn more about the very affordable counseling that they have and the four different ways you can communicate with a clinical therapist. And if you'd like, they can incorporate some faith-based things as well into your counseling. Visit faithfulcounseling.com slash Jamie Grace. That's faithfulcounseling.com slash Jamie Grace. All right, friends. So before I let you go, I want to tell you what I've been reading. So I actually just saved this audio, just saved. That was going to drive me crazy. I just saved this audiobook and I have not gotten to dig into it yet, but it's called Feeding the Soul because it's my business. Finding our way to joy, love, and freedom by the one, the only Tabitha Brown. And I'm really excited that she actually narrates her own audiobook. Um, and it's super cool. If sometimes people don't narrate their audiobook because the narrators can be amazing. Um, I've actually never come across a narrator that I didn't like but tap of the ground specific tap of, did I just call her tap of the ground tap of the brown specifically <laughs> I really love her and her voice and so I cannot wait to listen to this audiobook and then of course I'm doing some mom reading Bella has a baby shark book that makes a lot of noise it does the entire song and then she has a frozen book that has a lot of stickers and we love getting the stickers and putting them where they go in the book so that's what I'm up to mom life wise but yeah I cannot wait to dig into feeding the soul tap at the browns book um I think it's gonna be really good it has a lot of great reviews so we shall see Thank you guys again for listening to the Jamie Gray's podcast. I am so glad that you're here and I really do appreciate the love and support. And of course, I just want to say one more time, thank you so much to the Patreon community for supporting the show. If you'd like to learn more about Patreon, you can visit patreon.com slash Jamie Grace and you can also check out the show notes wherever you are listening to this podcast. Again, you guys are fantastic humans. I hope that you'll stick around for next week's episode, What I've Been Watching, and that was weird. Like, what I've been watching, I'm on a TV show. Anyways, um, at Jamie Grace H is my name on Instagram. <laughs> so I look forward to seeing you there. Okay, bye.